All right. Well, dude, we're fucking here. We're e- doing it. Episode, I don't know what number, even though it's been like four <laughs> or five. But fucking we, today on the show, on the Successful Failure, we have my man. Dude, my fucking man. Travis Parker, everybody. What's up? Stuntman, comedian extraordinaire. I know. What a fucking shift, right? <laughs> From fucking Crazy. stuntman to comedian. I'm pretty sure. If I can pull this off, I'll be the first. The f- first. There's no other comedians that used to be stuntmen that I know of. That's very true, actually. Yeah. Well, I guess the jackass dudes, right? Well, not no, stand up. Well, Steve-O? Yeah. No, you don't. That, that's different. That's not stunts. That's no? Like, no. No. Like, <laughs> so, like, what they are doing are, like, technically stunts, right? But Because they're on SAG, too, right? Like they, Yeah. They do oh, yeah. I mean, for, sh- stuff. For, for sure. But the, the difference is it doesn't appear that they take the same care and precaution that we do. Because, like, our whole job is, uh. like, we don't want to get hurt. Right, that's the thing. Right, but it's just the thing that you want us to do. We can't always do it without getting hurt. But we try very hard. We spend a lot of thought, time, and energy, and practice into trying to be able to do all these things without getting hurt. But just it's unavoidable at times. Whereas I feel like the jackass guys—that's their whole point—to get hurt is to be like, how much can we make this like suck or hurt or whatever? Mm. And so they're they're like doing what we're doing, but they're taking the opposite approach. I see. Yeah, that's how I look at it. What was the craziest stunt you've done? Well, I mean, crazy is relative. Uh, depends on, you know, because like I... Dangerous. Yeah. Um, even that's relative. Is it? Yeah. Because like, cause like I've done I've done like partial fire burns, like not a full body burn, but I've had like my arm set on fire. And like, it's one of the things where until you do it, it's very daunting because it's fire. Right. And you're like, that's oh intimidating. God, that's just... All I know about fire is it's hot. And it kills people like yeah, that's right. so. Um, and then I've done a few things in a car. Like I'm not a car guy. Like by any means. Like there are guys who who that's their whole specialty is they just drive. Right. And but I've been put in a car a few times. Like I had to do. I had to get t-boned. Um, I was like backing out of a parking lot and this dude t-bones me. And then I had to do some other little shit. But that to me is the most intimidating because I'm not a car guy. Okay. So for me, I'm like, well, the risk of I see the risk of like this going wrong is is high. like I'm not confident. Because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Right. So, like, for, in my mind, that's, like, the the sketchiest. But I've also, like, jumped off of buildings and I've, like, you know, gone up and down stairs before, uh, like, falling. Oh, like, Jesus. Yeah. Like, so it's, like, I've done some crazy shit that's, like, you know, for some people would be, like, that's so fucking wild. But it's, like, some of the simpler things are way fucking trickier. I see. Yeah. I see. So give, that's, give me one second. I want to see you. Oh, yeah. Go for it. No, no, no. You're good. All good. We're good. We're good. Um, uh, how do you think the stunts? Or do you think the stunts has helped you with the stand-up, stand-up, like uh, just getting on stage and whatnot? I mean, as as it has helped me in the sense of that I'm I'm not um, unfamiliar with performing, right? Mm-hmm. So like that's not new to me. Um, but you know, like with anything, like everything that you've done up until this point has helped you accomplish whatever you're doing at this point you know what True. i mean like for for well not helped is the wrong word but has influenced for better or worse that's why childhood trauma is a thing right because like these are things that influence you and affect how you do what you do right now so uh how stunts for sure like i'm i'm used to the thing with stunts and most stunt people will will echo this but like once you hear three two one action something happens where everything that you're worried about or that you're thinking about it just goes away the moment you hear action, 
your brain is like, well, this is this is what we're doing now. So let's just let's just do it. Right. That's all we can. That's all we can do. Right. So that part. So like when I go on stage now, like the the mics is something I had to get open mics is something that I had to get used to because open mics felt like a show until I did a show. Right. Like now I'm only two shows in. So I'm speaking from a very green perspective Mm -hmm. and I'm sure there are older comedians and more seasoned ones that can tell you a bunch of other shit. But from my personal experience, when I first started going to open mics, they felt like do or die. Every open mic I went to felt like if I don't do well here, I'm never going to be a comedian. Even the improv mics. Sometimes. Even the improv mics, for sure. For, sometimes more because it's like, oh, I can't think on my feet. How the fuck am I going to be a comedian? <laughs> exactly, dude. Isn't that what they do? <laughs> exactly. Um, and then I did my first show, and I was like, oh, this is so different from what open mic is. Which, how long were you doing stand up until you got that first show? Um. Like seriously, like four months. Okay. Yeah. And okay. Just thanks to Joe, Joe Menente. Shout out to Joe, Joe, Joe Menente. Joe Menente. Uh, fucking love. Like he's he's the man, dude. Dude, he's such. He's, what he does is the it's 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 hard, but it dude, but, it's so inspiring. And dude. he's got it's funny because I remember when I first showed up to Fourth Wall and I and I saw what it was and I was just like, he's got a great formula here, because here's the here's the the also the reality of it is is eventually someone who is going to have you know, polished and like earned their or not earned, but like honed their craft mm-hmm. is going to have done it in fourth wall. They're going to get famous and they're going to be like, so how'd you get started? Well, I went to this place called the fourth wall and then the fourth wall is going to blow up. Blow up. I like, think, dude, it already has. It seems like yeah, I've only oh. been doing it like a month and a half, but from when I started to now, the classes have just, you dude, can't even book anymore. Yeah, they're full. They're so, because it's like, I'm pretty like, I uh, don't quote me on this, but because mm-hmm. when I first came to LA, like 12 years ago, I thought because I comedy has been in the back of my mind for at least 15 years for sure. And when I was in college, uh, right before I moved out to L.A., I, I did o- open mics for the first time ever. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. And then I moved to L.A. and then I went to like some of the I don't even remember what the fuck they were, but I just remember not liking it. I remember mm. looking around. It's a bunch of people on their phones. are not really paying attention. Right, yeah. It's a two-drink minimum. Yep. Do I go up? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Do I just waste four hours of my day? Maybe. And I just... And then I saw, like, what I was doing in the stunt world, and I was like, well, I just have to go to the gym and get good. Like, I know... Like, it was just... Mm-hmm. And, and I didn't hate it, right? And I was good right. at it. So right. it was like, I'm just going to do this. And then I built a massive stunt career. And but like comedy is always in the back of my mind. And then last year, right before I went to London to do this job for like seven months, I had like a real conversation with myself. And I said, listen, you have been talking about doing comedy Mm -hmm. for over a decade now. Either you're going to do it or stop wasting your energy. So I said, if I can't go to open mics, I had like a week and a half before I left. So it's like for like a week and a half, two weeks, however long it was, if I can't go every day, right, then I don't want it. Right. right. And I have yeah, to give yeah. up. Yep. So I went every day. Yeah, dude. And I was like, oh God, I want like the voice was now yelling. It mm-hmm. was like, what are you doing? So I spent seven months doing this job as a stuntman. And I was like, I don't saved up. Yeah. Well, something that I saved up, but I just like I just realized I was like, yeah, I don't want to do stunts anymore. Shit. Which is a weird thing. How so old not, are you? Uh 36. What? Yeah, I know. What the fuck, dude? Six, bro. I thought you were in your fucking twenties, bro. Nah, nah. Moved out here in 2011. I was like 24. 
and uh yeah man and i did stunts, shit, stunts for 12 years and now i'm 36 and i'm like comedy yeah that's a smart career <laughs> yeah. decision to make in the mid like because i'm at a point in stunts where it is i'm at the line where where i'm at now is I keep performing, but I can start doing like assistant coordinating, coordinating and yeah. assistant, and I can start getting into that world. Right, yeah. I just I see the guys. the 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 reality of it is, is I see the guys that do it. I see the guys that do it at the level that I would want to do it, uh-huh. and I realize that I'm I'm not them. Like I I'm not going to put in the work in this craft that they do. Like when they're not doing the job they're training they're studying martial arts they're watching youtube videos they're watching fights they're like they're doing all the things that i just like i could force myself to do right but i would be so unhappy i see and so it's like and i can't perform forever right so yeah yeah, and it's like and i i was just like well fuck it right like just went into comedy let's just go i've i've been very smart with my money like i said i've worked for 12 years i worked very hard Stuff, um, you yeah, uh, we we do get we get paid well, not as well as I believe we should get paid. I will die on that hill. I believe stuntmen should make way more than they make. Because like, there aren't like if you were stuntman in the '90s and like the early 2000s <laughs> when like block because back when Blockbuster was a thing, I see. So our residuals, we got a piece of that Blockbuster money. Stuntmen, damn, made. yeah. Dude. So stuntmen were making a killing in residuals. All stuntmen, not even just coordinators, uh, all performers. All performers, because I still get residuals. But now with streaming, instead of like oh. back in the day when it's like if you wanted to go watch Bad Boys, you had to rent it. Yeah, and right. so you worked on that film, and you're making a killing. And now I'm making like a hundred bucks, right, Shit. from a residual check, which isn't enough to live on. Yeah. So, which is part of the reason why these strikes are happening. Right, these these strikes are happening because like the residual, which is the thing that's supposed to help float you between jobs, because it's like, yeah, this is the work that they did, but people are still consuming it. Right, yeah. And companies like for Netflix years. for years, and these companies are making tons of money. Right, right. Like when they say, this is the thing that always bothered me. Is like when companies are like, oh, we're losing money. They're not losing money. They're just not making as much money as they want to be, so they call it a loss. Right mm. when it's like I I would like to make ten billion dollars this quarter right. or however fucking much it is, right. and then they make five. <laughs> they still made five billion dollars, yeah. but it's not the ten that they wanted. So like, well, we lost five billion this yeah. quarter. <laughs> we what must we do? What are we doing here, people? We clearly are overpaying these people at the bottom who can't afford to go out to eat or pay rent or pay rent, and I want another jet. So something's something's going on here, people. We've got to make sacrifices. We've got I, listen. We have to make sacrifices, and you know how this goes. We don't. You make the sacrifice for us. That's how this has always worked. It's how America was built, right? <laughs> it was literally built on other people making sacrifices for a few to get really wealthy. It's all a pyramid scheme, man. It's a huge pyramid scheme. America is a massive pyramid scheme. I would know. I've been in a couple of those. Yeah, I dude. would know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to get to the top of the pyramid, man. All right, I'm just. Aren't we to, all? Yeah. Um, uh, let's go back to the your your, your first show. Oh yeah, you were doing yeah, yeah, comedy yeah, yeah. for four, you said four months. I so think, four yeah, so months. four months, and then I did my first show. Yeah, I, that's super tangential. Sorry. No, 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 you're yeah. fine. Um, so yeah, so then I did my first show, and it felt really good. Um, if you ever come see me, I'm so different in my shows and I am an open mic. It's it, you would think I, I feel was, like everybody is. Different. Yeah, but like no, but like aggr- I'm like aggressively different. I. Like I, I was watching my my stuff from this past weekend, and it's like I don't ever 
I'm never in the same place for more than like a half a second. I'm always moving. moving. No kidding. Always moving. Um, But yeah, so when I did that show and I, I realized how free I am allowed to be and how much fun like the first show was fun but it was still nerve-wracking because it's right. the first one and mm-hmm. i'm still very worried about doing it right mm-hmm. but then when i went to the mic the open mic right after that show i was like oh oh this isn't this isn't this isn't everything like it's important and we need to do it but it's not the the pressure that i was giving myself and like where i had open mics as to like what they were it was i just i realized right away like how different it was, and I and not to say that like I don't still get nervous and want to do well because I always want to do well, right? Right. I don't think right. anyone that does anything wants to be bad at it, right? Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. Um. So I. So yeah, I still want to be good, and so there's still that like I'm trying to be good, but after my second show, so I had my second show this past mm-hmm. Saturday. Yep. It was an awakening. It was like a spiritual awakening. Something I had fun. Like fun to a degree of like I I I felt like I was just goofing off, like I because I knew my so material. Just loose. Yeah, I knew my material, but I was just like, yeah, fuck it, let's just throw some shit out. And we had two comedians drop out, so originally we had eight Holy minutes. Shit. So and I was like, my whole thing was like, okay, I got to make sure I I I don't go over the light. And but then Joe was like, well, two comedians dropped out, so you guys can do ten. And I was ready for ten. For ten? Yeah. But you've been doing ten. Well, that's the thing. The open mics, the 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 open mics at the cafe are ten minutes, and so that's where I practice. Okay. So I I was like, ten minutes is fucking yeah. So instantly, the the only thing I was nervous about was having enough time. And then I knew I had enough time. I wish that was my problem. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But then I knew I had enough time. And once I knew I had enough time, then there was like, there were some jokes that were like on the chopping block. I was like, I may or may not do. But then the moment he said 10 minutes, I was like, fuck it, we're going to do everything. I'm just going to fucking, I'm going to throw everything out, see what people react to. And I, dude, I had a fucking blast. That's amazing. And and even like yesterday at the improv mic, I felt looser. Like now I feel looser. Um, which is good because it's like that's the thing. It's the nerves will come because it's performance anxiety is really what it is. Right, it's not yeah. nerves. I thought it was, and then I, hmm. thanks to weed, I've realized it's just anxiety. Weed, weed. brought to you by, successful failure. Brought to you by weed. Brought to you by weed, uh, which has been a great fucking thing for me. Um, smoking more. I, I you, you picked it up more. Yeah, I I used to be like when I was a kid, I mm. was straight edge. I was the dare. Drugs are bad. And like, you know, and there's still a part of me that like feels like my drug use makes me a loser. Like there's a real part of me that feels that like the inner child. Mm. And I have to I have to like rationalize to myself why it's okay for me to smoke weed. Which I have to do. I do it a lot. I think, yeah, 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 like, you you have to like rationalize things that you know are okay, but you've been indoctrinated to believe that they're not. Yeah, exactly. It's a whole fucking thing. What better way to spark up there, right? (laughs) like that's it man so but weed has been good because it it, like it reframes my thinking and so sometimes like i'll be thinking about material and then i'll smoke a joint and i think about it completely differently right dude yeah and it's it's so good but i'll never perform no on on i'll never perform under the influence that's my that's my because then it's like I will be chasing that state of mind. Exactly, yeah. And it's exactly. impossible to maintain. You just go into a rabbit hole. Yeah, right? Because with tolerance building up, because mm-hmm. like with my tolerance is up now, I can smoke as much weed as I need to right. for the for the last half of the day. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, 
I've, that's fine. Then yeah. I go to bed and I wake up. But it's not right. like I need it for just this like 10 minutes that I'm going to do this show. It's like, okay, I have to get perfectly high uh, I see, yeah. to do this for like. Which people do. I know. Right? They'll, like, know. they'll be like, okay, I got to smoke like 15 minutes before my set. Yeah. And g- listen, look, if you can do that and like with, with you know, precision and grace and gr- bio i'm i'm i will i'm not here to tell people what they should or should 100%. not do with their own uh I, that's another hill that i'll die on i don't think and this is political as well but i don't think anyone should tell anyone else what they should do with their own bodies 100 percent. from from heroin to masturbation to anything. to anything if you're doing it to yourself do whatever you yeah. want the moment it leaves yourself and affects the world that's when it's different like if you can do heroin and not like be a fucking go sucking dick, right? Well, even that it's not terrible. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. There are so many worse things that you could do for heroin than suck someone's dick. <laughs> that's like that's, name two. Name two yeah. murder, easily, yeah. easily. Yeah. You could rob a child. You could be like this kid's got okay, lunch okay, money. Okay, fair enough. There are so many Once the kids get into it. I'm like, all right, right? This is, yeah, no, but like, and like going to an to an adult who's like, yeah. hey man, I suck your dick, and that adult gets to think about it and be like. Do I, do I wanna? Do I want this five dollars in my pocket? <laughs> I, I forget. How much? What, what do I want more? Have you seen the documentary of these two couples in New York? I think this came out in like the two thousands or like ninety nine. But they were uh, heroin or crack addicts, dude, or both. Yeah. And th- they would, it would, they were do- documentarians, and they would follow them around for like six months, and it was literally them, like dudes, going out and sucking dick for, for heroin. heroin, and they would, it, dude, it on camera. I forget what it's called, dude. It's on HBO. See, that's the level of addiction. That I don't want to get to, no. right? Imagine if people suck dick for weed, though. That's fucking yeah. crazy. Which is funny though, because it's always this is the this is the thing that I'm realizing as we're saying this. It's always sucking a dick. It's never I'll eat your pussy. <laughs> I'm gonna eat your pussy for some for five dollars. Like that never that never that has never happened. I've never it's just heard. Always dick. It's always dick. It's always dick because men are the only ones who will think about that. A woman will be like, ew, no. Like they'll just they're sensible. They're like, I don't need. My pussy. Also, because they could get it from anywhere. Exactly. Right? It's any... I could get Brad Pitt to eat my pussy for free. So why would I... Like, uh, <laughs> why would I pay you to... Maybe not Brad Pitt. He's been famous for way too long. But you know what I mean. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, yeah. Uh, I just never thought of that until <laughs> right now. That's a good bit, that's, It a, might be. That's that a might, good bit. That might it's be. always just sucking dick. You guys you might have started... You've seen the start of a bit. This is how it happens. This is how it, this is how it happens. This is how it happens. This is, honestly, this is how most of my bits come up yeah 100 talking with my friends that's why i love the improv yeah because you, you just find them there yeah. or as of right now like in the beginning right yeah like I'm, I'm finding a lot of stuff what i or what is making people laugh which i never thought it would mm. you know what i mean so it's 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 a wild it's a wild thing what so when you what what drew you to comedy what was i've the, always been interested in it yeah. dude. I, I, I was young i grew up watching like sinbad eddie murphy mm. um dave Chappelle, obviously yeah. dude in high school right <laughs> but dude the goat that guy dude so i was Change, watching yeah i dude. watched i was watching the stand-up like yesterday i was like this dude's fucking genius he's a genius it's so annoying genius. It's so it's so annoying how good he is. It really is. Yeah, it I'm really just is. Like, I hope I hope he quits. I hope he quits. <laughs> I hope he quits because he keeps he keeps doing material that like I would like I've thought of jokes and been like oh is that and then like oh fuck Dave Chappelle did that. <laughs> I need you to stop doing material so I can come up with some introspective and like brilliant shit. Right. You're taking it. You're he's taking all the genius. He's taking all the genius. He's taking dude. all the genius. It's fucking annoying. Um. But yeah, I've always been interested in it, and you know, it's just like what everyone says. Everyone always told me I was funny and shit yeah. like that. Um, but what this time around, it was just—I don't know, man. It was—I was just getting old. 
You know mm. what I mean? I, I was turning 34 and I was just like, if I'm not going to do this now, I'm never going to do it. So I just went into it and like what you did, I was like, okay, we'll see how the first couple of weeks go. And yeah. Dude, the first like two, three open mics were hard. But after that, I was just yeah. like, I love this. This there's, is it, like this. It, it, it becomes, it's a different hard. It is a different yeah, hard. It's not as, it's not as scary. I think also is what happens. You lose that fear of, cause it's, impo- it's, uh, it's intimidating, right? It's, it's very intimidating. Yeah, it's, very in- it's very, it's very, especially like you, you got to follow up someone who just made the whole laugh room on the joke. Yeah. Like, walk uh, out were you there yesterday at the, at the improv? No, not no. yesterday. No. Yeah. Timon killed. Did he? At the, his first, I was dying. And then yeah. I was just like, well, Yes, we all have to follow this, right, dude? Amazing, yeah. You were there last week when Joe had a killer set, dude. Yeah, right? dude. oh yeah, he fucking killed that yeah, shit. Yeah, 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 he yeah, killed yeah, it, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, that was fucking great. Yeah. That, and that was a fun day too. Like that, that was just a, that whole day was good. Yeah, got the room started off the right foot, and it just everyone killed that day. Yeah. It felt like, yeah, it's fun. Like, but here's the thing, like, because that that four o'clock crowd is typically the same, right? Which makes sense yeah. with scheduling, right? It's right, like these right, are people true. who have off work at this time. So like it would make sense that they're that but it's it's as time goes on, that whole group will get better. Right. And eventually it'll just be a bunch of people killing all the time. That's true. Right. And we just saw that like last week. Yeah. Like it's like it's starting, but like eventually that'll happen. And then either they'll leave or they'll just keep coming back because it's like for me, I, I will never stop going to the fourth wall. Right. I don't care how far my career takes me. And now the frequency in which I go will for sure change, yeah. obviously. Mm-hmm, 100%. But as far as its ability, like it gives me a safe space to try really bad material mm-hmm. and I feel comfortable trying some shitty shit. And I'm like, I don't know if this is going to work or not. Or I can just figure stuff out. Like it's not people aren't harsh about. Oh, I'm hey, I'm gonna come in here and I thought of this last night and I was high, so I'm gonna talk to you guys about it. And people are very supportive because like during the bit, people will be like, "Well, why?" Yeah, and then they'll go into it, and yeah. then it just makes it even funnier. You know what I mean? Which is uh, sometimes is hard for me. I don't know if you feel this way because sometimes people will say something that I know is factually inaccurate, and I'm a right. big nerd. Okay, okay. And I just want to be like, "Well, that's wrong." I spread misinformation all the time. <laughs> I'm a misinformation spreader. Oh, I'm just I'm a huge nerd. Like I like my my YouTube is all like science and is like, it fucking dude? Really, it's dude? it's biology, astronomy, like like that's that's just my whole YouTube fuck? feed. I spend ninety percent of my YouTube learning new shit, and then good for you. It just it's I like I love learning. I've always loved learning. I just hated being told what to learn. That was go. my thing when I was younger. It was like, well, you have to learn this. And I was like, like but no, I don't, fuck you. But I don't care about it. Why yeah. do I need to? Why do I fucking do this? But now I can learn whatever I want. Like, right. you know. So. So you like science stuff then? Oh my god, dude! It's a uh, yeah. It's Why the I, science stuff? I think because it is the only sense of objectiveness within this world, right? Most of what we do in our day to day is a, is subjective. How we feel about everything, even this right here, the fact that we like this is subjective. This isn't subjectively a cool thing to do. Yeah. It's a thing that some people like, right. so we're doing it. Whereas science is like, we're here to figure out the objective truth. It is, we do math and we do studies and we do experiments to figure out a thing that you cannot you can't argue with. Because if you argue with me, I just tell you to go do it. You'll do it and then you'll see that I'm right. 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 There's, yeah. no, right. there's no opinion. There's mm-hmm. no opinion in in like the hard sciences um, for the things that they know. Obviously, there are tons of things in the scientific community that they're still trying to learn. There are way more things to learn than yes. we'll ever figure out. Yes, right. Our yes. yeah. 
Um, especially in our lifetime. Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe in like ten thousand years, if we're still it keeps here, changing. it keeps changing. Yeah, right? like I think they just found out that the universe is like fucking twenty three billion years older than they thought it was. Oh really? Shit. Yeah, that I hadn't heard. Yeah, yet. They, it, oh. it was like a couple of days ago. Oh okay, well it, yeah, I'll have to check that out. That's then. it's wild. Yeah, that's, that's wild. but that's so the, it's always going to be changing. But that's the other thing <laughs> that I like, and this is why I, I love scientists, is because they don't have any, um, nothing, nothing that they come up with is holier than thou so everything that they do they're like well yeah this is what we know based on what we know mm-hmm. and if what we know changes so too will our conclusion and but that but people don't like that right yeah. people don't like that aspect of it when like especially like in medicine they're like well we figured this out and then they learn some new shit and they're like okay so we might have been wrong <laughs> And people are like, well, what do you mean? Well, if you were wrong about that, then I can't trust you for anything. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's not. Like, but that's the, the whole thing. And astronomy and cosmology and biology. It, one, of my, one of my favorite things, um, I can't remember who said it, but it's science isn't here to, like or m- most science, we're not here to say what is and what isn't. We're just here to categorize the things that already are. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, there's a lot of talk like, uh, you know, I do a lot of looking into because gender is a big thing now. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a huge right. fucking issue. Right. And so instead of just listening to TV, I'm like, well, what do people who study biology have to say? Because if anyone's going to actually know what the fuck they're talking about, it's these people who can. And literally, it's like it is across the board. It's like, oh, yeah, there aren't two genders of, like that's ridiculous. Uh, gender is a, is a construct and it's based on societal like gender is your understanding of what society says that a male should be or your understanding of what a male should be. But there's no in biology like so I shouldn't say gender two sexes. Uh-huh. Um, there are, there are, it's definitely not that simple. Um, like I was learning about, cause we learned in high school that chromosomes, right? XX right, and yeah. XY. Yeah. That's the difference between male and female. Mm-hmm. There are, there's, there's, there are, <laughs> it's called Sawyer syndrome, but there are women who have XY chromosome, but lactate, give birth, do this whole thing. Men who have, X- uh, no, 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 women. women. No, oh. there are women. No, men should, or XY is supposed to be the male chromosome. Okay. But there's a thing called Sawyer syndrome, right. where there is a f- like for oh, oh, to everyone like like you could see like like your girlfriend could if she had Sawyer syndrome would be exactly the same, but she'd have an XY chromosome. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. There's enough people that have it that it has a name. It's called Sawyer syndrome. Like like that's how many people there are that have it that it's documented, right? Holy shit! Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like when you when you listen to the people that that actually know what they're talking about and they start talking about the differences and like what sex is between males and females, you realize it's way crazier than it is. But also, it's not that surprising if you think about how different we just look as people. Mm. So as different as we look, so too probably are all the other things underneath the hood. Like why right, would, why right. wouldn't it be right? So, I mean, there are there are certain biological processes that we all share, which is why medicine works, for sure. But, like, outside of that, I mean, it's, you know, and who and who who are you to tell somebody how they feel? I agree. In those things, I right? Agree. It's a whole, I mean, a, a lot of, it's funny because most comics agree, right? And that's actually a thing that, like, when I try out some of the material in that space, it's like I'm expecting more people to disagree with me. And so the punchline is just the truth. But, like, when people agree... That's not funny. It's just, oh yeah, no, of course. Yeah. That's the response. Yeah. And that's a hard thing to like work out in comedy is uh 
is trying to how to make how to find that funny within that truth and not just rely on the truth alone. Right. So, and man, I fucking, I go off on ramps. No, or, dude, on, on no. rants. No, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> this is, seriously, this is great. Yeah. Honestly. Uh, what's your process like in um, going from fucking science to, to so, back to jokes? What's your process like with this stuff? Like, do you write, then go test it out, open mics, and I yeah. want to hear, hear about it. So, usually what I'll, now what I do is, is because like I said, a lot of my material comes from when I'm hanging out with friends. It is how hard do me and my friends laugh at if I'm going on a rant, how hard are we all laughing? And if we're dying, then it's worth noting, and then I will try it out at a mic. There are times when I'm alone, because I spend a lot of time alone, I'm very much an introvert, um, but I will just think of something. And I'm like, usually it's it's comparative. It's like, oh, this is like this, or this is like this. Ah, that's interesting. I've never done that. Yeah, oh, I do, yeah, I do that a ton. It, it is like, or if, if, if there's something that people are having like when i'm on instagram and i'm on you know the social media stuff and i see a bunch of people i'm very much a contrarian like when someone says something my mind is like well how is that wrong i don't say i do it with myself as well like i'll think something and i'm like i think this yeah. is a thing and my brain's like well how are you wrong yeah i'm like oh how am i wrong and i start thinking of all those things yeah and then sometimes jokes come from there but it, it is you know the more that you learn about yourself the better your material can be because then you know where it's coming from. And when you know where it's coming from, it's easy to perform. And I feel like stand-up a lot of the times, especially going to these open mics with other comedians, it's like therapy. And I feel like you're finding... I, I didn't realize it because I record everything that I do and I didn't realize it up until like the first two weeks. And I was going back on the show that I was saying and I was like, dude, I literally sound like I'm going to therapy. I've never done it before. I mean, I'd done it once. Mm -hmm. But... It literally just sounded like that was it was just me just talking about talking hashing things out like just going through the rubble before I could be funny in a way. Does that make sense? Oh, for sure. Yeah, that absolutely. Makes, I mean, and again, we're both very new, right? Like, like, I, like I've been yeah. doing this for what, uh, like like l seriously, I've been doing this for like five six months, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so you know, obviously, as we grow, we're gonna find new things, and I'm sure we'll listen to this one day and be like, yeah. "What the fuck are we talking about?" Yeah, dude. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, no, I, I when I first started going, but I, I got into a thing where I realized I was like, okay, it's not therapy, though. Like, it, it feels like therapy, but if I start treating it like therapy, then I'm just going to come bearing my soul, and it's not going to be for the purpose of entertainment. It's going to be just for the purpose of trying to get some shit off my chest, yeah. and then that's not always funny. Sometimes it's just sad. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, I feel like you have to do it, though, right? Did, yeah. did you feel like you were doing that oh. more often in the beginning? Yo, no, absolutely. Yeah, okay, okay. No, no, okay, no. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying is, like, I started doing that, but then I felt myself get too much. <laughs> yeah, see And I was just, And you can see it in your performance, right? Yeah. Like, you'll say that one thing where everyone's like, ugh. Yeah. And you're just and like, ah, shit. Well, yeah, and I'm just like, or it's just like you, you realize like I'm sharing, but no one's laughing. So the sharing isn't what gets the laughs. But it is, so now when I'm at home, it's like you do at-home therapy. So now it's like I do the same thing I do at Mike's, but I do it at home, uh -huh. and then try to find the whatever it is in that mm -hmm. um, that, I can, that I can bring to people. I mean, I, you know, comedy is this thing that's weird because you can, you can just have a bunch of non sequiturs that are hilarious, and that's just your stick. Like one of my favorite comedians is Mitch Hedberg, right? He's, he's one of my, dude, he's amazing. He's brilliant, but he's not saying anything, right? He's not making any like when I say not saying anything, like look at Dave Chappelle, right? Mm -hmm. Who is very much like, hey, I'm talking about 
what's happening in the I world feel. and this is what I think is wrong and this is how things should change. The vulnerability. And, yeah, it, like, yeah. you know, and he's he's very much holding his hands on the pulse, right? And right. trying to, right. like, ref, like show the world, like, this is what I see you as. Yeah. Whereas Mitch is just like, uh, I wanted a candle holder and they were sold out, so I bought a cake. Like, yeah. that's <laughs> that means nothing. Like, in you know what I mean? Like, for society's sake, that means nothing other than he's job. right. Cakes That's a good joke. are candle holders, and it's hilarious. That's all he's doing, and it's amazing. And I could watch him for hours. So it's it's the it's finding, but it's all, but that's also so hard to do. That's yeah. harder. That's so I hard. believe. I believe that's harder. That's to do. so hard. Yeah, so hard. So I because I would love to change the world. Who wouldn't? Right. right? Who wouldn't love to to like? Oh, your rhetoric changed the way that society thinks about things. Right. Yeah. That would feel amazing. Amazing. Um. And so that's that obviously because I think about that, that's going to influence my comedy, right? Mm. There are things that I see in the world that annoy me that I want to change. Right. And so I talk about it. That's interesting. And how I want it to change. So, but, you know, I also, I also know that doesn't make me better or worse than any other comedian. It just makes me me. So, um, but, you know, I also can't get too, uh, (laughs) too, what's the word, preachy. Because then I'll, because then it's like, well, if I just want to preach, I just fucking I'll do this. I'll start yeah. podcast. I'll start talking. Yeah, yeah. Right. You right. Know, where's the joke? Are you just preaching. Great, Martin Luther King Jr. Love it. <laughs> we love that you think all men should be created equal. That's a great. It's <laughs> a great thing. It's not funny, but it's great. <laughs> yeah. I love that for you. Yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, that's the other thing that I'm struggling with is like also trying to make sure I'm not too preachy, and then I am. You know, I know that this craft is to make people laugh. So. It's it's wild how vulnerable you have to be though, oh, you yeah. know. It, it, that that was one thing I, I'm still getting used to. Obviously, yeah, I'm sure you are too in a way. You yeah. know what I mean? But it's wild how you just being more vulnerable makes people laugh. Well, it's because also when when you're vulnerable, um, for me again, this is speaking for for me personally. But when I'm so when I'm vulnerable, I like so when I do my shows, I don't have to practice my performance. Like what I huh. do, where I go, how I say the things that I say, I don't practice that. I just when I do open mics, I'm practicing the the cerebral part of the material, the like actual concept of the joke, and then, but because it's it's coming from a vulnerable place, I just have to let that out, right? Right. So like I I have jokes about being a middle child, so when I talk about being a middle child. I just, I, I, it's real. Like yeah. everything that I'm saying, how I feel about being is real. So it comes from that place. So because it's it's a thing that I'm sharing, I, I just have to just be me. Right. And so I find that very helpful. Yeah. Um, you know, being vulnerable. That's why being vulnerable, I should say, helps for me. Mm. Um, because it, it, it informs my performance to where I don't have to think about where am I standing on stage and right. how am I... And what do I do with my hands? You know, the fucking Ricky Bobby. What do yeah. I do with my hands? <laughs> like, I don't have to think about that. I just... Ricky Bobby. Yeah. I can just go into the deepness of the emotion and then just fucking... And then... But it's like, so you're like tapping into something deep and vulnerable, but you're doing it in this playful way. Yeah. So I get to be... So it's it, it, it creates this fucking weird thing Yeah. Um, that's happening. And again... I've only done two shows, and I've been doing Mike for a very short period of time. So don't judge me on the words of today, tomorrow. But I, 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 I've been telling people like this is just like my free crash course to comedy. You know yeah. what I mean? Like being a month in, I'm just learning from so many different people which is how great. they approach, which is so great. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like I'm kind of 
taking advantage of you guys. No, I'm just kidding. No, as well you should, <laughs> dude. I so being a stuntman for 12 years, I've uh, I've met a lot of famous people. Yeah, and I've been yeah. around a lot Hell of yeah. people who are like I've worked with Oscar winners. Right, nice. I've I've doubled Jamie the- Fox and Will Smith. Oh shit. Yeah. Jamie Fox, bro. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. That's so dope. I see them. I get to see them up close. I get to see them not just what you see on screen, uh-huh. but what they were doing right before, what they were doing right after. Oh, ah, that's cool. Yeah. I yeah, get yeah. to see these yeah. moments. And one of my best friends is a is a musician. You know who Logic is? Oh yeah. Yeah. He's one of my best friends. Logic. Uh, yeah. So I. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I've just been fucking strolling around LA. Logic, your best friend, you got a fucking twelve-inch dick. <laughs> Stunt man. It's not twelve. Oh. It's not twelve. This is what. All right. Here, no. Eleven and three quarters. Here's the thing. This is this is what you tell. Well, you have a girlfriend, so you need to tell anyone. Anyone watching? This is what you tell a woman who's actually how big your dick is. You say, uh, "There are bigger, but there are also smaller." Right. That's I it. just say, "Well, I'm Asian." <laughs> it's not. Uh, it's or no. It's not the biggest, but it's not the smallest either. <laughs> Right, I'll use that next. Yeah. I'll, I'll use that. It's not I'll the biggest, that. but it's not the smallest, and I'm okay with that yeah. because there is someone with the biggest and somebody with the smallest. I don't know who they are. It's not me. It's, it's not, not me. And it's not me. But they exist. But it's not me. So that's all you need to know, and then we'll figure out the rest later. <laughs> um, but no, I. Um, so he, you know, his last two tours, he invited me on tour with him. And what the fuck? Yeah. So and this this most recent one, um, he was going, you know, because he just left. Def Jam, so he's solo mm-hmm. now. Yeah, yeah. And so when he's his whole stage is basically he he mocked it up after his child or his bedroom before he got big. That's cool. Not his bedroom. That's real. He cool. was homeless. He was staying at his friend's place. Right. But anyway, but there's like a couch, a sofa, a table, games. So he would just have us come on stage and just hang out because he was like, I want to feel like I did when I was starting, where it's like me doing my things, my friends are hanging out, like we're just chilling. So his me and his other friends would just come out on stage and just sit on stage and just watch the show from the couch. But it allowed me to see him do his thing f- this far away. And watching him and like I said I'm a nerd. So like I don't ever I wish I could just watch things to enjoy them. Mm-hmm. I really do. I can't. Uh movies are like the only example of where I can just like enjoy a thing the first time I watch a thing, which yeah. is why I'm very I'm very anal about spoilers and shit because I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't ruin this. Mm-hmm. I get one. Yeah. I get one to watch it as a normal human, and then I'm analyzing every fucking thing about this thing that I do. Right. So as I'm watching him on stage, I'm analyzing how he holds his mic, when like when he changes, when he goes up to the audience, when he moves around, and they gave me the inner ear thing so I can That's also perfect. hear the dialogue. Yes. That, That's So amazing. when he's talking about the things, and I'm just like, you yeah. know, seeing seeing that, it's like a cheat code. Yeah, dude. I I, I used to PA yeah. at, on film sets, and I would get good with the sound guys because they would give me lavalier, like whatever yeah. the, the feed, the, the, yeah. and I would hear directors give direction, and that was like my crash course. Oh on yeah, set. dude. That's yeah, dude. Yeah. That's such a fucking hack. Yeah, yeah. And it's amazing. Yeah, dude. And so, you know, and for him, and with Jay, like when when I watched, like there was a there's a story in one of my bits that I tell, but he plays the piano. For me, my mom, and my aunt, and we're, and I'm, as we're standing there, as he's playing, he's just playing for us because my mom was like, hey, would you mind playing? Because, you know, yeah. it's Jamie Foxx. Yeah. My mom's like, of course. So, but he's like, he's looking at her, at her, at me. Like, he's always engaged with everybody he's in the performer, room. performer, dude. Yeah. And the same thing when I watch uh, Logic perform. He is fully engaged with his audience. Like, he's doing his thing. But you could see him making eye contact 
as he goes. That's amazing. And when I started, when I was starting doing open mics, and when I did my first show, eye contact scared me. Not scared right, me, right, right, yeah, but yeah. I felt it, right. and I didn't know what to do with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And then the second show, I, f- I was like, because this was, and the second show, this came after I, because I was just on tour with him like a couple months, like a month or so ago. Mm-hmm. And then like after that, so then on this show, I was like aggressively making eye contact with people. Because it also they want to be a part of the show. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, 100%. like it feels good to, to feel like it. yeah, to feel to like they're talking yeah. to you. Yeah, ex- exactly. Like yeah. oh, we're all in this together. That's why I think crowd work has become such a huge thing right now. Because yeah, of the podcast. You know what I mean. People yeah. want to be in on it. They want to be part yeah. of the show. They yeah. want to be a part of the show because it, listen, if if every not not if they could, but you know, people would love to perf- be performers. Mm-hmm. I think I think there's something in humans that sees it and admires it. Mm-hmm. But not everyone has the strength or the the recklessness or the stupidity. Stupidity, I was just gonna say. Right? Or you know, say. there's a lot of things that go into getting on stage yeah. and, and just talking in front of people. Yeah. And not everybody has that, which is fine. It's good that not everybody has that because this would be way harder to do. Yeah. It's already hard as fuck. Could you imagine if everybody wanted to do this? It seems like it now, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. So, but yeah, that's it's like I I'm just very lucky that I. Have had the the years under me that I've had as a stuntman, mm-hmm. and I think I I when I first started, I sh- I didn't talk about being a stuntman at all. I I think most people, even at the fourth wall, some people still don't know mm-hmm. at the fourth wall, right? Um, but it was because I didn't want I didn't want that to be who I was on stage. I didn't want to just be a comic because oh he's funny because he's a stuntman. And he could talk about stuntman things. And yeah, I want to be funny. Yeah, and then be a stuntman. And so it's like, oh great, he's funny. And then he's, oh, he's also a stuntman. Yeah. Oh my god, you're all, what? okay. Tell me about that. And then that. And yeah, but I just I didn't want it to be all of my identity. I see. And so yeah, I I shied away from that. I'm starting to do more of it now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just um, it's tough. It's mm-hmm. tough wanting to, you know, it's just wanting to be an individual. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that's all we all want, right? Yeah, right. I just want to. I want to be me. Be yourself. Yeah, I want to be. I want be people yourself. to be like Travis is good. Be you. Yeah, not be that you. stuntman comic. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. It's just it's Travis. I see. Yeah, I like so. that. And on that note, we got to get to fucking fourth wall. Oh shit! Improv mic four o'clock. No ho, Joe Manente. Thank you guys for listening, Travis. Tell my three followers where they can. Uh, uh, find you on social media. Um, my Instagram is at I wish you would with uh, spelled E Y E. You know what? It's fine. I'm yeah, it's going to be in the description. Yeah, I'll put it in the description. I, was I, like, I, I do it all on YouTube. So hard to spell. Um, but here's one more thing before we go. Yeah, yeah. The thing that I've that I'm doing now that I think is very important that someone told me is that to treat this like a job. So I used to just do a few hours a day uh-huh. of just like either mics or working on my material and I talk to a friend and I realized that if I want this to be a career, I have to treat it like such. So every day from 10 to 6, with the exceptions of like the occasional lunch or, or whatever, mm-hmm. but from 10 to 6 is pure comedy. I'm either watching specials, working on my material, writing something or at an open mic. 10 to 6 every day. It's, an, it's, a, it's a job. It's a 9 to 5. And job. if I don't treat it as such... And I give myself weekends off. It's important to give your brain time to, mm-hmm. like, be normal again. Right, yeah. And also, you know, you, you can't – you have to make sure that you still live your life. Mm-hmm. Because if all you do is comedy and that's it, 
then you'll forget what it's like to be in the real world and you can't connect with people. Because people don't do comedy every day. Right. People live in the real world. So it's important to also live in the real world or live or have a life outside of comedy. Yeah. Um, so anyway, those are my last two things I wanted to say. I was just like, I, I want to make sure I That's say great. that. Today. No, that was great stuff. Yeah, I want to make sure I say yeah. that today. It's like treat it like a job, but also like any job, have a life outside of it. Yep. It's important. Thank you, Travis. I yeah. appreciate you being here, brother. Oh, dude, no problem. Let's go fuck, let's go fuck let's, shit up at the uh, fourth some, wall. Let's do some jokes. Let's do it. Thank you, Travis.